Thank you for joining us for Community Night, the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio, with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife Elizabeth. Envy the oppressor and choose none of his ways. For the perverse person is an abomination to the Lord. Now, what is he talking about right there? He is calling a person who would oppress another person, he's calling that perversity, right? And he says, don't don't envy the oppressor. Why not? Well, because the oppressor is an abomination to the Lord. While many of us couldn't possibly fathom ourselves ever favoring an oppressor, we would do well to actively make sure we aren't. As Pastor Robert discusses in his message today, those who seek to oppress others are regarded as abominations by the Lord. In other words, extremely evil. Now, let's join Pastor Robert for Community Night on Main Thing Radio as he continues his message, Ezekiel. Things that we're going to read about are literally going to come true. You know, I heard a quote either today or yesterday that really resonated with me from another Bible teacher, and I just hit, just hadn't heard it worded this way. He said, "You know, one hundred percent of fulfilled prophecy from the Bible, one hundred percent of the prophecies which have been fulfilled already have been literally fulfilled." Meaning that all this figurative stuff, oh, that's just not going to be, you know, it's going it's to be kind of like that. No, 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 no. It, everything that's happened thus far has literally happened, right? I mean, Jesus literally suffered and died. He literally rose again. The, the city of Tyre that we looked at last week literally was destroyed, completely destroyed by Alexander the Great. So one, one of the things that we'll kind of jump over to, Isaiah chapter 17, the destruction of Damascus, there are those who say, oh, that already happened. Well, no, it didn't already happen. It happened in part, but Isaiah chapter 17 says that Damascus is going to be uninhabitable. A lot of people still live there. It's the oldest continuously inhabited city in the world. But the Bible says that's going to come to an end. Now, Ezekiel chapter 36, like I said, I'm going to read through 36 and 37. You're, you're going to have to actually read a Bible. It says, And you, son of man, prophesy to the mountains of Israel and say, O mountains of Israel, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, because the enemy has said of you, Aha! The ancient heights have become our possession. Therefore prophesy and say, thus says the Lord God, because they made you desolate and swallowed you up on every side so that you became the possession of the rest of the nations. And you were taken up by the lips of talkers and slandered by the people. Therefore, O mountains of Israel, hear the word of the Lord God. Thus says the Lord God to the mountains, the hills, the rivers, the valleys, the desolate wastes 
and the cities that have been forsaken, which became plunder and mockery to the rest of the nations all around. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, surely I have spoken in my burning jealousy against the rest of the nations and against all Edom, who gave my land to themselves as a possession with wholehearted joy and spiteful minds in order to plunder its open country. Therefore, prophesy concerning the land of Israel. Now, chapter 36 is all, it's pretty much all about the land. It's it's about the mountains and the hills and the valleys and the rivers. It's about the land. It's about this place. Thus says the Lord God, behold, I've spoken in my jealousy and my fury because you've borne the shame of the nations. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, I've raised my hand in an oath that surely the nations that are around you shall bear their own shame. Now, it, it, as we'll see, you know, he's in 36, 37, 38, and 39, he's going to be dealing with the nations that surround Israel near and far. But the thing that struck me, that it's just something the Lord brought to my mind from this, all these, all these oppressors and, you know, the, these nations, these peoples who, who um, kind of took over the land as God scattered his people, and we'll get to that in just a minute. He scattered the people of Israel. And these other nations, therefore, came in and plundered and took over the land and, and basically made it into a, a wasteland. But in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 31 through 35, let me flip over there real quickly. The, the writer, the Holy Spirit, speaking through the pen of this writer of, of, of Proverbs chapter 3, he says, do not, verse 31, do not envy the oppressor and choose none of his ways. For the perverse person is an abomination to the Lord. Now, what is he talking about right right there? He is calling a person who would oppress another person, he's calling that perversity, right? And he says, "Don't, don't envy the oppressor. Why not? Well, because the oppressor is an abomination to the Lord. But his secret counsel, God's secret Counsel is with the upright. The curse of the Lord is on the house of the wicked, but he blesses the home of the just. Surely he scorns the scornful, but gives grace to the humble. Now, it helps me. One of the things that I learned early on, it it helps when I see something like that where it says he gives grace, I think of it as as a like a, a physical and spiritual empowering that because I was taught as a child growing up, grace is the unmerited favor of God. But then as a young Christian, I was taught that that's true. But what does that mean? What it means is the omnipotence of your father is upon you. He's with you. He's got your back. So the favor of God, the grace of God, the power of God, he, he empowers the humble. The wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be the legacy of fools. Don't envy the oppressor. Don't envy the wicked because shame and destruction awaits them. The best they're ever going to have 
is this short time, the here and now. The worst you're ever going to have is this short time, the here and now. We have to keep things in perspective. And here in chapter 36, he's saying to these nations that they're going to bear their shame. Verse 8, but you, O mountains of Israel, you shall shoot forth your branches and yield your fruit to my people Israel, for they are about to come. And it's, it's interesting the way it's, it's worded. It's like the implication there, I'm, I'm about to bring them back to the land. And can you see this is a physical thing that he's talking about? I mean, these, he's, he's dealing with the hills and the valleys, the mountains. He's making, making very clear he's talking about the land of Israel, and now he's talking about the people of Israel coming back to the land of Israel. For 2,000 years, they were scattered, and he brought them back. He says, for indeed, I am for you, and I will turn to you, and you shall be tilled and sown I will multiply men upon you, all the house of Israel, all of it. And the city should be inhabited and the ruins rebuilt. I will multiply upon you man and beast, and they shall increase and bear young. I will make you inhabited as in former times and do better for you than at your beginnings. Then you shall know that I'm the Lord. They don't know that right now. One of the things I always tell people, you know, what's, this, what's it like going to Israel? And I was thinking today, Israel's still closed. Amir Shafadi, I was watching one of his updates, and he's like, it's even closed to Israelis. If, if an Israeli has traveled and got stuck in another country, and unless they have some emergency reason for coming home, they can't come home right now. The borders are closed. The international airports shut down. But they're moving rapidly to reopen, and, and I'm thinking probably October of 22 is when we'll be doing our next trip to Israel. But one of the things that struck me the first time, it always strikes people the first time you go to Israel, is just how ungodly it is. You know, you're going to the Holy Land, and you get there, and, and it's like, man, this just doesn't really strike me as all that holy. It's a crazy place. It's just like any other modern nation. That's all we have time for today on Community Night, the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. We're so glad you joined us, and we hope you'll be back next Friday at this same time. Each time you tune in, you'll hear from God's Word, learn what His heart is for you and your brothers and sisters in Christ, and how you can put His love into practice in your community. You'll hear from Pastor Robert and Elizabeth and other exciting guest speakers as we navigate the reality of the church in this modern world. If you'd like to listen to additional Community Night teachings, visit MainThingRadio.com today. You'll find our archive of these messages, as well as the Monday through Thursday verse-by-verse teachings from Pastor Robert. You'll also be able to connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Do you live in Miami Beach? If so, we'd love to see you this Sunday at Calvary, Miami Beach. Join us at 9 a.m., 11 a.m., or at 1 p.m. for worship and Bible study with Pastor Robert. 
We're also live streaming all of our services on our church website and Facebook Live. Find out more at mainthingradio.com. Just click on About to find a link to the church website. That's all for today. Thanks for joining us for the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio.